Well, welcome to this, the Frank Sontag podcast. This is our very first one, and uh, this is kind of like the uh, the trial run. This is um, this is going to be an interesting time we're going to spend together. Uh, appreciate all your support and your interest. And this first one is going to be kind of we're going to lay the foundation. And I want to start by just saying something that you may already know. I'm going to speak to those that may not know much about me because my suspicion is when all is said and done, this will probably reach people that may not know a whole lot about me. So let me share a little bit about my background and how we got to be in a position where I'm behind a camera and we're doing this podcast. So a number of years, number of years ago, being raised in Cleveland, Ohio, uh, I was a, uh, a short... Uh, overweight young guy who did nothing but want to be a racehorse jockey in my life. Now, bear with me. You're going to go, what is he talking about? Stories are powerful. So this was my destiny in life. I loved horses. I was going to be uh, in, a, in a place where this was going to be my life's journey. We moved to Southern California. My dad got a job in the movie industry. And in the summer of 1968, uh, I grew six inches and I thought, okay, God is playing a cruel joke on me because again, I had my life all lined up. I was going to be a successful racehorse jockey and that was going to be my life. Well, God had other plans. That was really the first time in my life I had kind of a moment with God where I was angry at God. And a lot of the podcasts are going to be discussions about some pretty deep, heady topics, uh, morality, the state of truth and culture. Uh, I don't want to get too out there, but we live in a day and age where in the good book, I think it's Isaiah 520, good will be called evil, evil will be called good. Well, my friends, it's here. And you may be in denial about it. You may say, well, I'm not so sure I buy into the God thing. Well, look, I was a new age teacher for 21 years. We'll get into that story sooner or later. And I rebelled against the living creator of the universe for the majority of my life till I was 54. So I digress. Let me get back to the, the jockey story because it's worth it, I think. So I grew over the summer. I had my moment where, God, what are you doing? And I realized that, lo and behold, the world didn't revolve around me. Uh, actually, it did. I didn't revolve around the world. In other words, I wasn't the center of the universe. I was a kid, I was 13, 14. My dad left our household. A lot of horrible things happened. Um, a lot of men in my men's ministry deal with a thing called a father wound. We'll get into men's issues as well. So first time in my life, I kind of had a sense of, well, what am I gonna do? A young kid, no adult guidance, uh, no father figure. So I fell into basketball, which literally saved my life. Um, never forget my dad came home one day in between his two and three week trysts outside of the house. Uh, and he was, uh, working out in the, above the garage and put a basketball hoop up. And I remember going outside and saying, you know, what is that? And he said, it's your basketball hoop. And I said, I'll never, ever play. Well, he left. And one night I was sitting in the front room and I thought, why not? picked up the ball, went in the backyard, and uh, it was love at first sight. I've been fortunate to be around some, uh, some very professional coaches, men of God, 
uh, that have really helped mold my, my path in life. But as a 14-year-old guy looking for direction in life, basketball saved my life. Eight, nine hours a day practicing. Tried out for my high school team, got cut as a sophomore, as a junior, as a senior, but persisted and ended up playing a little bit of college basketball as well. We may get into that story another time. So in 1984, as any struggling young man would do, I went out and bought a motorcycle. At that point in my life, at 27, 28 years of age, I was in full rebellion against God. I gave up on my Catholic roots. I said, never go back to church. I was raised in Catholicism. Went to Notre Dame High School in the Valley. And uh, just wanted to see what the world had for me. And I think I'm saying this in the first podcast because I want to be very transparent with you. Everything I say to you is going to be very direct and honest. Uh, I think good leaders, and I consider myself a leader, I think good leaders are transparent and they share their junk, of which I will share mine. I'm not going to sit here and, and, and bloviate and, and sit and talk about how perfect I am and use all the, the right uh, terminology. Uh, these men are fools. I, I lead a men's ministry and one of my greatest points of contention, and here we go, I'm getting wound up. One of my greatest points of contention is when I see male men in positions of leadership that act like they have it all together, that talk a good game, and yet I don't think young men really gravitate to some older man that acts like he's got it together. Young men gravitate to men that say, son, I was there. Let me tell you about how messed up my life was when I was 15, 18, in my 20s, and I was searching for identity and meaning. So I'll always be very transparent. And so here's an example. In 1984, I buy a motorcycle. I was having an affair with a woman that I didn't care about. I was not a Christian at the time. Uh, she was married to a Los Angeles police officer. Brilliant move, Frank. I could really pick him. And one day I invite her to go to a Hollywood Park because, again, I loved horse racing. Uh, Hollywood Park is no longer there. SoFi is there now. And we went to watch a horse run. It was June 17th, 1984. Um, no motorcycle helmet laws in 84. So we went and watched the race. The horse ran dead last. Got back on my motorcycle to ride back to my apartment. And uh, at 5 of 6 in the evening, on the 101 freeway, I looked in my mirror to make a lane change, and I saw a black vehicle ascending on us at a very high rate of speed. In the aftermath, uh, the police report, California, California Highway Patrol report, on impact, we were hit at 110 miles an hour. Uh, no helmets on. Uh, the woman I was with got hurt very badly, had to have brain surgeries. I obviously survived. I had a lot of road rash. But here's the point of the story. I was living a life for me with no moral compass in full rebellion against God. And yet God took that moment, and I know he saved my life for a reason. There's no way I should have survived that accident. We have life-defining moments. You do, I do, we all do, where the trajectory of our lives change dramatically. That was a life-changing moment. Now, you would have thought that I would have 
screamed out to God and got right with God. In truth, I moved away to North Lake Tahoe, locked myself in a cabin, tried to ask some of the deeper questions, had survivor's guilt. The woman, again, got hurt very badly. Praise God, she survived and, and came out okay eventually. But I fell into the New Age movement, which is an important topic to cover briefly in our first podcast. And we're going to talk a lot about the New Age because the New Age is everywhere now. It's in our churches. It's in our culture. And if you're a follower of Christ or profess any level of spirituality, you need to know what the New Age is. Very loosely put, and I'll spend one podcast in its entirety all about what we're talking about here. The New Age is the worship of self. Our culture is all about the worship of self now. In the church, so much of what we do, it's the worship of self. Jesus said, deny yourself, pick up your cross and follow me. There's a key identity issue that's really missing in a lot of the mainstream churches, and that's we're supposed to deny ourselves, but yet it's all about me, my wants, my desires, etc., etc. So I survived the crash, moved away to Lake Tahoe, tried to find myself, fell into the New Age movement, came back to Southern California, and started to mentor under a radio personality who had a late night talk show on KLOS. And uh, September 22nd, 1985, I know I sound age and I keep quoting dates in the 80s, but we'll, we'll get you up to speed like today eventually. But I think it's important to understand who I am and what this is about, because this is serious. This is about life and death. Started mentoring under a new age teacher on the radio, and uh, about a year and a half later, I was offered an on-air position to host a talk show that I phrased as spiritual but not religious. I had a very bad taste in mouth about organized religion. I became a new age teacher, and for 21 years, I led part of the New Age movement in Southern California. Uh, full rebellion against God. I had two radio programs, Sunday morning and Sunday night. Sunday night show was five hours live, no commercials. You Christians would call in and say, you're praying for me and start quoting scripture and I could not hang up on you fast enough. Uh, I would say, well, this is a spiritual program. We don't talk about religion. You know, when the enemy has you by the throat uh, it's amazing not only how lost you can be, but how much and how easy lies just come out of your mouth with no awareness, no level of conviction. And I was fully in the throes of that kind of a lifestyle. Now, I don't want to make it sound like I was full on entrenched in evil and I was doing all sorts of horrible things. Truth be told, I just did lectures on love and togetherness and let's just all get together. By the way, in the new age, evil is not a force. It's just the absence of good. And we're going to talk about evil in a lot of these podcasts because just ask yourself, just look around today. What's happening in the world? Is the world static? Or do you kind of see changes in the world that just in the last year or two or three or four, it seems like things are accelerating like... We, we have things where justice doesn't prevail anymore, where we see themes like uh, uh, items like um, law enforcement is abandoned now, and it seems like the bad guys are getting away with all sorts of stuff. This is, uh, 
This is some dark stuff. We're living under a spirit of deception. We're living under a spirit of clearly uh, what I believe is, um, is something that is of a, a dark nature. And we'll get into spiritual warfare. And yes, I believe in demons. Yes, I believe there's right and wrong and good and bad and a God and a devil, of which in the New Age movement for two decades, I, I spoke completely the opposite. And I had a radical encounter with the risen Savior, which I may get into today, I may save. I'm not sure. So I did a radio program, 21 years, um, New Age lectures. Uh, I'll tell a funny story that recently I was asked to do a podcast with a good friend of mine. And I brought up this story because it's integral. And I'm hoping and praying that I can get my wife in here, one of these podcasts, because she's a large part of my life. I met my wife uh, in the throes of New Age. Uh, I was a New Age teacher. She studied the New Age as well. We were married, not as Christians. And, and I hope and pray that we can do some podcasts on marriage, what it's like to be married as non-believers, what it's like to navigate through uh, a very challenging dynamic uh, in marriage as followers of Christ, because we've, we've had quite a, uh, quite a journey over almost 19 years now. But let me get back to the end of this. So, new age teacher, happy, really didn't have a lot of struggle with them. I wasn't in recovery, uh, didn't really drink much, you know, have a beer from time to time. Uh, did develop a penchant for gambling. Um, I wrote my book a number of years ago called Light the Way Home, which was the name of the horse that the woman I was seeing and I saw the day that I got run down on my motorcycle. But um, yeah, I, uh, I had my sin of choice for sure. Uh, it was gambling. It was womanizing. Uh, I was really lost, but I was seen as a new age teacher. In fact, the LA Times did a front page article on me and they called me a new age guru. Uh, believe it or not, and do not laugh, because we know where you live right now. So if you laugh, we're going to come find you. I had long hair, full head of long hair, and really believed the whole guru thing. Could not eat it up more fast enough and thousands of people and auditoriums filled with people hang, hanging on every word that I had out of my mouth. And it wasn't an ego thing, but I really thought I was doing something good spiritual, right? Talking about love, but we know the good word in the Bible says our hearts are depraved. And in so many ways, um, I know, I know that's true. When I had a radical encounter with Christ in 2009, everything became really clear. But when you live in darkness, it's really easy to continue on in darkness. So I had a kind of moment where I was actually at a rock station for 27 years. Some of you listen to me on the morning show with a couple of guys named Mark and Brian. I was there for 15 years. Uh, the last three years of being on that show, I became a follower of Christ. We'll share some stories about what that was like. In fact, we're going to have Brian on the, one of the podcasts. He's going to come out here. We're going to sit down. A lot of you ask, where are they now? Brian, I talk to every day. Mark, not so much, but... I was a big part of that morning show, successful, popular, nationwide. 
And uh, we had a lot of fun. And then I had a radical encounter with Christ that changed everything. So I carved out a radio career at KLOS for 27 years. And a few years before I exited, um, we got a new boss in one night. I did a Sunday night talk show, as I said, and I get called into the office Monday morning. This guy doesn't know my name. I don't know his name. And he said, hey, I was listening to your show last night and you talked all night and you, you didn't play any music. Now, KLOS, for those of you that aren't local, is a classic rock station. Uh, play music 24-7. And Sunday night, we did a show from midnight to 5, which had been in existence for 40 years since the beginning of KLOS. I was one of a number of hosts. He says, hey, you didn't play any music last night. I'm like, well, we have a talk show. You have a what? I have a talk show. What's your talk show about? Talk about issues in the news, life, relationships, spirituality. And he shakes his head at me and he goes, I don't know this guy's name. He's my new boss. He doesn't know my name. He says, well, that's done. I said, pardon me? He said, no, you, you've done your last show. We're a rock station. And I said, with respect, that's a mistake. I had built an audience over the 21 years I did the show. We were the number one listen radio show in Southern California on Sunday night at midnight. A lot of people tuned in. You know, I guess this is LA and people have nothing better to do than hear some guy ramble on in the middle of the night. But I told him, I said, let me do one more show. And he reluctantly agreed. I signed off in the spring of 2009, giving up my show and not knowing that God had his hand in that too. Um, let me just share a couple of closing thoughts because we're going to break in a moment here. Um, sometimes God gives us clarity where you look back on moments after the fact and, and, and you realize it's undeniable that something greater was at, at, at hand. Something greater was working. But we often deny it because if we're living a life by our own will, it involves some, some examination, some introspection, maybe some change. I, I'm, I'm often taken aback in this day and age how so many people I know are holding on to their view of the world that doesn't work anymore, but they don't want to change because change is scary. And I get that. So I look back on it now, that was a life-changing moment when I lost my talk show. And in a sense, I was no longer this high-profile new age teacher. I just, I just uh, um, focused on doing the morning show with the guys, being a good husband and father, uh, starting to write my book. And yet that was a, a whole nother career change because I, I've fallen in love with talk radio. For those of you that don't know, I've done talk radio for 36 years. About to start another talk radio program, which we'll tell you about on the podcast. But I think the last thing I'll say is uh, in 2009, my life changed dramatically. I had a radical encounter with the risen Savior. And as a guy who was in the New Age movement and rebelled against God, said, No, thank you, my whole life, this particular moment was undeniable. And uh, we'll, we'll share what that moment. Uh, was in, in a matter of moments. But I want to thank you for watching this. We plan on doing this regularly.
We'll eventually get to a place, hopefully, where we'll have guests and maybe even interaction with you. Um, we have our website, franksontag.com. I have a ministry, which is Kingdom Men's Gathering, kmgministries.com. We're an outreach and an impact ministry. We do events. We do discipleship programs. We do retreats. We want you to be involved, and I'm on the usual places on Facebook and Instagram and all of the other social media sites where everybody's got the market cornered on truth when the reality is there is only one truth, and his name is Jesus Christ. And I will tell you, if someone was to have told me early on in my life, or even as recently as in my 50s, when I gave my life to the Lord, that I would say that, no way. But I will tell you this, last thing I'll share before we break here. He is real. Jesus Christ is absolutely alive, dynamic, and for maybe some of you watching this, he's waiting for you to reach out and say, I don't want to do this life anymore on my own, or I'm really struggling, or I can't seem to beat addiction. He is real. And the brand of Jesus that I subscribe to is not necessarily just the church brand where Jesus is this nice, loving, all-forgiving, all-compassionate God, which he is. The Jesus we follow in my ministry is a warrior. The greatest man that ever walked the face of the planet, the strongest man that ever walked to the face of the planet, and the actual God of the universe that's going to come back and right all wrongs. So I appreciate your time putting up with me watching this and we will continue with more in just a little while thank you for watching this this is the frank sontag podcast by the way you can also find us on tiktok an old dude right here i'm going to delve into the world of tiktok but uh you can find us there as well and i'm really looking forward to the journey we're going to take together so thanks for watching